You are listening to the Fearless Dating Podcast with your host, Artie Joshi. This podcast is for you if you are absolutely hating dating right now. Maybe you're struggling to do it in a way that feels fun or you just feel so frustrated with the entire process and feel like you're wasting time and not getting any closer to that beautiful relationship that you feel so ready for. If that is you, my friend, then stay tuned because we are going to blow open the doors on how you can date fearlessly in an instant. Let's do this. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to episode three of the Fearless Dating Podcast. It has been quite a while, and for that, I sincerely apologize because, as you may have heard in the last quickie of the podcast, um, my dear, dear aunt passed away around November time, and in our culture in our tradition we observe 12 days of mourning and it's a really beautiful time it's a time of really celebrating and acknowledging this person that we were so blessed and graced with having in our lives and it's a time of um, like I said celebration acknowledgement and kind of hunkering down with your family for those 12 days remembering this person, showing devotion towards them uh, through lighting a daily candle and uh, praying together and singing devotional songs and and so much more and smiling and and laughing and sharing beautiful memories together. And it's said in, in the Hindu tradition that our reason for doing this during this time is because Within Hinduism, there's the belief of uh, the process of reincarnation and the 12 days are a key time uh, for the soul. Once it's departed its uh, previous body, it is looking for its next stage of its journey. Now, whether that is it reincarnates in another form or chooses to break free of the uh, cycle of uh, reincarnation, those 12 days are crucial for the soul's journey and the soul's decision. And so um, it's really important in this time for us to celebrate this person, really kind of lift the energy and the vibrational field, make it as high as possible for this the soul for this person so that the soul doesn't feel any over attachment to its previous home and it knows that everyone that it was previously connected to uh, loves this person and but is letting it go and letting it be free and go wherever the soul needs to go next uh, without know kind of overly attaching to it and it's a really beautiful time and one that 
unfortunately, sadly, I've had to experience a few times and, you know, it wasn't just last year, but also the time before that with my, my other aunt who passed away and 10 years prior to that, um, I also lost another aunt and, you know, it's something that we practice and we're devoted to practicing and it's, it's, it teaches me a lot. It teaches me the importance of slowing down and really appreciating my family and this person, like I said, that we were so graced and blessed with having in our lives. So I do like to turn inward in those moments and I do kind of refrain from too much technology. I don't watch any TV in that time. Um, I listen to very specific music in that time as well. Um, and I just focus really really focus on my family in that time and so I, even though I did post um, uh, or record an episode of the quickie and which was very much inspired by what was going on at that time I was just spending a lot of time with my family and spending a lot of time with myself and really focusing on nurturing those connections and so in the lead up to my aunt's passing I was actually doing a 30-day daily posting challenge to social media just to see you know what um, what I was able to create and what impact it had on my ability to connect with my audience with you and then I think I got sort of halfway through and then this happened with my aunt and obviously it just did not feel right to then continue posting every day in that way and also I just didn't really have the bandwidth at that time to be able to do that because you know for those first few days it's it's all about being very practical and getting all um everything in order and addressing the the priorities of that kind of time but when the 12 days came to an end and it was time for me to come back to to work and quote unquote normality and reality whatever whatever that is right i um i felt that the that 30 day challenge just didn't feel right it just didn't feel very me it felt quite forced and unnatural to a certain degree and I realized that yeah, it was definitely right for me to put it to one side and just continue using social media in a way that does feel natural and in a way that allows me to connect with my audience in a way that feels really good so I, I really needed to, to focus on deciding what that was. And of course, by that point, we were fast approaching the end of 2019, the end of the year. And sometimes the tendency can be to slow things down, wind things down with the end of the year. But I have so many grand plans for 2020 and so many ideas, creative projects, creative ideas that um, I want to spend time on and nurture and bring into the world and so it just didn't make sense for me to slow down and I think that the time towards the end of the the year is such a special sacred time to really make concrete uh, the the things that we're preparing ourselves for and readying ourselves for and we want to make happen um, in the new year and 
I felt the significance of the end of 2019 more than ever because obviously there was a lot of talk about the end of the decade and uh, the rise of a new decade and I'd never really acknowledged a decade before to be honest and I don't feel like I've ever seen it spoken about so much as it was uh, in in the sort of last year um, and so I really wanted to make the most of that I really wanted to spend time not just preparing for uh, the year and the decade ahead but spending some time really reflecting on the previous decade because my god was it a monumental decade for me you know it was one where I started one of my deepest most committed relationships um, it was the year that that uh, sorry the decade that that um, relationship uh, came to an end as well and it had a huge impact on me I was so heartbroken as a result of that and it just felt like it turned my whole world upside down so there was the aftermath of that there was buying my first home there was leaving or choosing to leave my eight-year corporate career in IT for I had no idea what it was kind of like graphic design to begin with but even with graphic design it was so in the early stages I needed to uh, really learn so much and kind of qualify myself to be able to do that kind of work uh, I left my home to then go and live in Bali for two and a half months to just have a break from it all because I found out that I was just so burnt out as a result of the breakup, the move, the, um, you know, leave, choosing to leave my career and, and all of those things that um, Bali was just calling me and I just needed to spend that time out there. Came back to London to being really sure that I could not go back to my old career, my old job. But then by that point, graphic design wasn't really happening for me either. And some really serendipitous and beautiful things uh, came my way and, and um, lined themselves up so that coaching came into my life. And the journey began for me to take my steps towards becoming a coach and specifically a relationship coach for singles, which led me all the way to this very seat and where I am here with you today where I am now this fearless dating coach with this fearless dating podcast and the fearless dating video series and all the things that I have planned for it um, in the upcoming year and it's just I'm still doing my decade in review I think I'm actually around 2015 because it was so monumental and so much happened um, it's taking me a while to get through it and kind of just bask in the glory of all of that energy as painful as it was at times as difficult as it was as challenging as it was it was uplifting as well it was you know kind of spun me around in all directions but I just wanted to spend the time just uh, really reflecting on such a momentous occasion in my life and paying gratitude to it because it was transformational and I, I, I can't quite fathom how much my life has changed and that decade in review 
is really, really helping me do that. So um, that was what the end of 2019, I kind of took a step back from sort of being out there as much on online and on this podcast just to really help feed the energy for what is to come. Um, so that moment of just being with myself and doing a lot of work behind the scenes before the year came to a close, before I consumed all that food and watched all those movies um, during the festive period, I just really needed to make the most of that time to be fully here and fully present for you from this very moment onwards. And it's really funny actually talking about presence because I actually started recording this podcast yesterday. And I got an hour and a half into it, really into flow, really enjoying having this conversation with you. And then my Audacity app just decided to crash. And I, there was just no way of me recovering, uh, recovering the file at all. And it was gutting. But um, it's really funny because just literally a couple of days before that, I was thinking, you know, I need to, putting my old IT security hat back on, you know, I need to find a way of making this process more redundant. Redundant was a word that we used to use for, you know, really foolproofing our systems, our infrastructure and, and stuff. And I didn't do that with this particular podcast. I um, just relied on one piece of software and hoped for the best with it. And and then I was thinking, okay, I'll get it. I'll get to that. I'll find a way of doing it. And then I recorded the podcast and then it happened and it's never happened before, but it happened. And so I just, it made me laugh because we're so intuitive. We are so, so intuitive. And sometimes we ignore that. I feel that sometimes I do ignore that. And I want to be more present to that this year. I want to be more present to my intuition this year. And so if something like that comes up where my I have an idea like that and it is something that's really easy for me to implement. It takes all of five seconds for me to record this into two uh, pieces of software as opposed to just the one. Then I want to listen to that and I want to see where that intuition creeps up in other parts of my life so that I can harness it, harness this power and really, really lead a more present, more deeply connected life with myself. And I will share over the coming weeks, you know, like my theme for this year and how I think it's going to impact upon my year and how I think it can, or choosing a theme or whether you choose to jump in with my theme as well, how it can impact on your fearless dating journey and your fearless dating experiences. So I will definitely dedicate an episode to that. And I feel I will also include in that the um, the review, you know, whether it's a decade in review, whether it's a year in review or a month in review, a really important part of the fearless dating coaching process is to reflect in a really empowered way to reflect on our experiences in a really empowered way so that we get as much learning as much growth as possible out of the things that we step into out of the things that come our way so I may put that all together into an episode um, and I will share it with you in the coming weeks but 
it is so wonderful to be back. It is so wonderful to be with you and we will be back on it every week again. Long form episode followed by a quickie, followed by a long form episode. And I really look forward to spending 2020 with you. And I really look forward to sharing um, a lot of what I've got lined up for you as well over the, the coming weeks and months as well. So happy new year, my lovely. I wish you nothing but joy and love and miracles for this year, this new year and this new decade ahead. And I feel that actually today's episode is really, really appropriate for the first episode of the year. And that is because it is all about getting clear about what you want. Now, this is the starting point and at the very heart of all of the coaching work, that I do because the moment we get to grips with what we want and we go to a place of knowing why we want these things, I feel that we are then more able to make purposeful decisions in our life, purposeful choices, purposeful actions in our life. I feel that we're more able to orient ourselves in a way that is in alignment with the things that we really want. And therefore, we become more open to the opportunities that come our way that are surrounding us and so on. I personally feel that without this deep knowing, our endeavours can sometimes end up feeling a bit haphazard, a bit purposeless, both with and without our knowing. Sometimes we know that we don't know what we want and we continue to act inside of this unknowing and we get frustrated at ourselves because we're like why don't I know what I, I, I want why do I keep doing this and keep forging on forwards even though I don't have a clue and it gets frustrating and it wears us down and it causes fatigue in um, the way that we live and create our lives and you know I don't I feel that we really don't deserve that there's a I feel a really simple solution to us being able to get the clarity that we need so that we can create with purpose and that's absolutely what I'm going to share with you here today but sometimes we do it without knowing that we don't know what we want either we again we carry on we forge on forwards and certain patterns keep resurfacing or you know certain behaviors within, our, within ourselves or maybe with the dates that we we go on or in our families our friends wherever and we don't realize that this is because we don't have that clarity of knowing what we want it has such a huge impact on so many areas of our lives so it is really really key so specifically how does not knowing what we want affect our dating life? Well, what I found in my experience of, well, my personal experience, but also through uh, coaching my clients is that our standards tend to go out out of the window when we don't know what we want. Because we don't know what we want, we take what we're offered. You know, sometimes we put up with behaviours and actions and values that just don't jam with us, that don't resonate with us, that aren't true to us because 
we're in that space of thinking, okay, I want to be in a relationship with someone and this person has come my way and we're exploring this together and who knows when the next opportunity is going to come along. So something is better than nothing. So I'll take what I've been given here, even though it's something about it doesn't feel right or something they're saying or doing or something in our connection together just isn't gelling, it isn't expanding us, it's not inspiring, but we'll take it, we'll take it because it's better than nothing. You know, we find find it hard to say no, even though it's wrong. You know, if there's something that this, again, this person's doing or saying or something that they want from their life or that something that they might desire, we find it harder to say no when it's wrong. Maybe there's something this person that we're with is saying or doing or something that they desire and want from their relationships, from their future, that just wildly differs from anything that we could have imagined for ourselves or just doesn't feel right. When we don't know what we want, we find it harder to say no. Again, for very similar reasons of thinking, well, when's this an opportunity like this going to come back again? So actually, it feels better to me to be in something than out of it. Conversely, we find it hard to say yes when something comes our way that shows potential, but perhaps it comes in a slightly different package to one that we had imagined, but it's showing signs of being healthy and aligned to things that feel good to us. And so when this kind of different package comes along, we find it hard to say yes to it in a really kind of conscious and concrete way because, again, we don't have a good grip of knowing what we want. And sometimes we let the good, really beautiful opportunities pass us by because we don't have this clarity and we take that lack of clarity into our connections. And so really wonderful opportunities pass us by because we're too scared to say yes to them just in case they may be uh, a bit different to something that we had previously imagined. We tend to waste a lot of our own time and the time of our dates as well when we don't know what we want because we say yes to something that feels mediocre, feels okay, and we'll say, okay, let's explore and find out along the way whether this could be a suitable fit for me or not, as opposed to having that clarity from the outset to be able to say, hey, hang on a minute, actually this isn't, this is quite different from what I want, so maybe there's not really any point us investing this time in it right now, and therefore conserving our energies to put them in the place where they're most better used. We get frustrated when we go on these bad dates then. So we don't know what we want. So we say yes here, there, everywhere. And we, we're going on sort of mediocre day after bad, day after okay, day over occasionally good date. We get ghosted perhaps along the way. Um, or we miss out on that opportunity to go on a date with someone or start a relationship with someone where it would have been a good idea. 
because we, again, like I said, we take this uncertainty into our dating journey, into our dating experience, and it causes frustration when we feel like we're consistently being rejected because the other person is is feeling into our uncertainty as well and it's not appealing and it's not attractive to them so they choose not to be with us they choose not to explore with us um, because that uncertainty can be a turn off towards them so we get frustrated we get demotivated we get that feeling of just being rejected time and time again so this is a real great example or set of examples as to why this clarity of knowing what we want and why we want it can be so powerful to our fearless dating journeys. So what can get out, us out of this cloud of uncertainty and unknowing? Well, when I'm coaching my clients, and something I do with myself as well, is I love to play a game. And it's such a simple game. And um, you might be like, is that it? Is that all I have to do? But honestly, it can provide such meaningful results and really can open you up beyond what you originally thought you wanted and beyond what you originally thought was possible as well. And this is the simplicity of the game. All you have to do is complete this sentence. What I want is, what I want is to be in a beautiful relationship with my beloved soulmate by the end of 2020. Or what I want is to have three children, two boys, one girl. What I want is to travel the, the world in 80 days. What I want is to learn how to race cars. What I want to do is hike Kilimanjaro. What I want to do is get a massage at that beautiful looking a spa around the corner from my house. What I want is to go for an amazing cup of coffee at my local coffee shop. What I want is to have an early night. Like literally, it can be anything. Your answers shouldn't be restricted to dating or romance. Just go across all of the different areas and arenas of your life and just keep answering that sentence stem. What I want is. Don't overthink it. Don't prejudge it or yourself. And just keep going. That is the key with this game. Just keep going. It may get very uncomfortable at times. I know for me when I've uh, played it for myself and also when I've done this with my clients, it has gotten uncomfortable at parts. But just go through that, just push on through that and just allow yourself to keep coming back to that same sentence stem, what I want is. And one thing I really recommend is to speak your answers out loud and don't write it down. And my awesome coach, David Savile, says this really beautiful line that there's power in the out loud. And I could not agree anymore because there's just something that happens that when you speak something out loud and you hear yourself say it in your own voice in your own tone when other people hear you say it 
there's a gravity that gets applied to it. There's a kind of a conviction, a power that really comes to being able to hear yourself say something out loud. There's the liberation that comes from it. There's the creativity that comes from it. So it's really, really important to speak this over writing it. You know, I feel that writing can, for this particular type of exercise anyway, can really slow us down. You know, whilst our brain tries to create all these ideas in our hand, is trying to keep up with this creative flow, uh, it can really slow us down to write it down. And what it also does is it gives us time to think as well. And this game is not about thinking. This game is about spontaneous expression of the previously known and the unknown. It's like free writing. If you've heard of free stream of consciousness writing, but instead we're doing it using speech. It's free speaking and it's stream of consciousness in a new way than what you may previously be used to. Also, I find with writing, it um, gives us that time to make judgments and analyze. It puts us, it drops us into the sort of practical and logical aspects of ourselves. And this game is not about practicality, it's not about being logical, it's not about quote-unquote reality, it's just about creativity, it's just about expression, you know, and I feel that through writing it down comes that analysis, comes that practicality of is this really possible for me, how realistic is it for me to be able to achieve this, um, and then we start to lose our creativity, we start to dampen it down. This is the equivalent to us just reverting back to our five-year-old selves where nothing seemed impossible, where nothing felt like it could limit us and we just used to say out loud and act out loud all the things that we wanted to do, the people and the animals or whatever we wanted to be, we would do it with such free spirit and that is absolutely the heart of this game and this exercise as well. So if you are a writer and you like to journal um, because it provides you with a reference point for you to refer back to, uh, uh, you know, after the exercises are complete or, you know, later down the line when you want to reflect on what plans and ideas and things that you had, then I recommend recording yourself. And I, like I said, I recommend doing this out loud. So when you are recording yourself, do it in a place where you uh, know that you won't be heard. And if you want to do it in front of a mirror, then bonus points to you. And if you want to video yourself and you know that this won't stifle your creativity and your expression and your play, then yeah, extra points for you for doing that as well, because that can act as your reference point. Um, but it's really beautiful just to be able to witness yourself uh, say these things out loud because our physiology gives away so many clues as to the things that we want and don't want as well. So um, I highly recommend doing this exercise in front of a mirror or recording yourself on a video, making that eye contact with yourself, you know, making it really real, forming that relationship and that connection with yourself as you take a stand for who you are, you take a stand for your present and your future and what you're committed to creating and really bolstering up that 
relationship with yourself, that bond with yourself. So it's a really beautiful way in which to do it as well. Extra, extra bonus, bonus, bonus points. If you feel that there's a trusted confidant in your life that you could get on board to do this process with you and that you could take it in turns to say out loud what I want is. This is exactly how we do it in the Fearless Dating Coaching Group. And it's really beautiful because you get to inspire each other. You know, you get to take advantage of the power out of the out loud, not only with yourself, but knowing that you're going to be heard by this team of people as well that are there, not judging you, supporting you, loving you, and really looking to bear witness to your soul's expression. It's so, so beautiful being able to do this in a group. So I really recommend whether that group is just you and another person, or if there's four or five of you, it's a really wonderful way to engage in this process because then you have other people that are witnessing the changes in your physiology as well you know they they'll be able to reflect back to you when you really expanded and got excited when you spoke about something or when your body language contracted and maybe you looked uncomfortable saying certain things Um, so it's really beautiful doing it in this way as well And one important thing to remember when playing this game is to make sure that the sentence stem that you answer is always what I want is. Not I would like or I might like or I would love or anything like that. I think what I want is is so powerful because that word want has such gravitas, it has such ownership and power than any of the other options that I've sort of come across so far and I feel like there's commitment when you say I want what I want is it feels like there's that commitment and it almost feels like there's more at stake when you're saying it so that's why I feel it's a really powerful way in which to play this game. So during this game, you may find yourself getting tired and frustrated during the process. You may find that you get annoyed at some of the things that you say or get annoyed at the fact that you don't know what to say or things sound silly to you or maybe you feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again or in an ever so slightly different way. Honestly, do not worry about that. That's really natural. And it's something that will start to kind of iron out as you grow in your confidence in doing this and playing this game more frequently. And this becomes a normal part of your uh, creative process. But think of this as the way that you might think of a workout at the gym, right? Or anytime you learn a new skill, you're going to be clunky, you're going to be a bit clumsy at it, you're going to fall over yourself a few times. And so I find that it's really helpful to treat it like a workout by deciding on the um, number of intervals or reps or uh, time uh, that you're going to be 
playing it for because sometimes we can start this game and we can be doing it and we get to that stuck point and we're like oh my god this feels like this has been going on for ages and we look down at the clock and we've literally only been doing it for about three minutes um so having that timer on it for 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour whatever float your boat then do that because uh, you can obviously check in with the timer but like a workout you know you've got to stick in there because the results will be worth it you may not feel or see the re results immediately but with time with practice with uh, repetition you will get better and better at this and you'll find yourself gaining that clarity, gaining that certainty that you so need uh, for the, this area of your life to flourish and really grow and be nurtured. So breathe through that discomfort, same way as when you're doing uh, those reps at the gym or in your yoga class and you're doing that stretch that just feels so uncomfortable. Breathe deeply through it. Take moments during um, your sense, saying your sentence stems where you just stop to have that deep breath and really ground yourself and revitalize yourself with that life-giving breath. Just breathe through that discomfort. And if you don't know what to say, just say anything a bit like the stream of consciousness writing I know when I've done it in the past where I've gotten stuck and my timer is still ticking away I've literally written I don't know what to write I don't know what to write I don't know what to write until something comes out where I do know what to write in the same way just go know that this remind yourself that this is a game and keep playing so even if you want to say I what I want is to go to the moon or what I want is to sail around the world or what I want is to invent the cure for cancer even if you don't have the foggiest understanding of science and medicine and all of those things it's just pure expression you get to experience the freedom of expression of expression and the pure magic of this creative license that we've all been gifted with so just say anything um, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're making a fool or a idiot out of yourself um, just go for even the wackiest of things remember this is a game and it's meant to be played so why is this such an important activity what I've come to discover through my own journey and that of my beautiful clients is that we don't often know what we want. We like to think we do, um, but more often than not, we do not know what we want. We're literally scratching the surface of what we want, if that, on most days. Most of the time, we're working inside of the constructs that we already know. We are using our past experiences, our present experiences, and the experiences of the people around us and the environments around us uh, to really help us construct what we feel is and isn't possible for us. And so in that way, we can limit ourselves very often uh, in deciding what we really want. And I am a, a student of psycho-spiritual uh, training and course called uh, Course in Miracles and in there there's a really beautiful uh, quote that I feel really explores and explains this particular sort of boundary that we apply to ourselves and it says 
The mind that plans is thus refusing to allow for change. What it has learned before becomes the basis for its future goals. Its past experience directs its choice of what will happen. And it does not see that here and now is everything it needs to guarantee a future quite unlike the past, without a continuity of any old ideas and sick beliefs. Anticipation plays no part at all, for present confidence directs the way. There was another book that I read a good few years ago when I was at the beginning of my journey from uh, really deciding that I wanted to leave my, my corporate job and life into the life of the complete unknown. And um, it's a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Such a wonderful, beautiful book. I highly, highly recommend it. It had a huge impact on me. But again, in that book, uh, he wrote about something that really speaks to why we need to challenge ourselves to break outside of the constructs of what we think we know is possible. And in the book, he says, ultimately, the word beyond captures the true meaning of spirituality. When you constantly go beyond yourself, there are no more boundaries. Beyond is infinite in all directions. Things seem finite because your perception hits mental boundaries. In truth, everything is infinite. To go beyond, you must keep going past the limits that you put on things. Right now, you are using your analytical mind to break the world up into individual thought objects. You are using the same mind to put these discrete thoughts together in a defined relationship to each other. You do this in an attempt to feel a semblance of control. This is seen most clearly in your constant attempt to make the unknown known. So I think both of those quotes, both of those expert excerpts uh, really show us that we are just scratching the surface when you um, kind of explored maybe at arm's length the things that are possible for us but there's so much further like Michael Lasinger says there is beyond and that is what this game is all about it's about engaging that creative process it's about desiring to get to know ourselves better before we go and take ourselves out into the dating world you know because a huge part of the dating process is to get to know other people right and see how they fit with us but often we don't know ourselves well enough yet to know who we're taking into the world to then be able to get to know that person well and this game really really helps us get to know ourselves better when we play this game and I know this has certainly been the case for me, that we may realise that we wanted something, but actually it's an old dream. It's not something that we want anymore. It was just something that an older part of us decided was the right thing to have or the right thing to do. Sometimes uh, societal, cultural expectations can come into, into our desires and dreams and goals and, and so forth and 
playing this game really gives us the opportunity to interact with those expectations and those desires and really check in with actually whether we want them or not. Again, this is why it's so important to do it out loud because all of our physiology gets to get involved. You know, if you're anything like me, you gesticulate a lot when you're talking. And just that gesticulation, just that movement of my body as I, I speak about things gives me so much clarity and so much insight into what I'm feeling and how I'm responding to the things that I'm saying. So when we speak some of this stuff out, we may say something for fun and then it really lights a spark in us. You know, we may say that thing that, oh, like I, what I want is to race cars and that's never been on the agenda before, but you get so excited as you say, like, hell yeah, I want to give that a go. Let me quickly jump online and see where I can do like a... Uh, a race day experience or maybe um, you know sign up for a course or something like that right it gives you that opportunity to interact and play with life once again and that's why this is such a beautiful process it's a process of experimentation and exploration and you're doing it in public as well and by public I mean when you choose to say it out loud in front of yourself in the mirror on on a video camera or whether you choose to do this inside of a group of people as well just the sheer act like I said the power in the out loud is the act of doing it in public and that is such a skill to build for you to then be able to take that into your dating experiences and feel so much more comfortable and confident expressing yourself and hearing yourself out loud when you say something to your date about what you want. So this game has far-reaching consequences and benefits. So then at the end of that part of the game, it's great to just ask yourself, and now this time you can say this out loud or you can, um, you know, just think about it in your mind. Just ask yourself, what was that experience like for me? And just spend some time reflecting on that. You may come up with um, uncomfortable. You may come up with, oh, that was really fun, actually. Whatever it is, just give yourself the opportunity to reflect on that in a really empowered way. This is not an opportunity for you to, you know, beat yourself up for doing it wrong there is no right or wrong with this game honestly um this is not an opportunity to berate yourself for the things that you did come up with or didn't come up with this is just an opportunity to reflect on what the experience was like for you get to know how it felt in your body like what were your physical uh, reactions or responses to certain things what were your emotional uh, responses to certain things. Don't overanalyze it, just give yourself the opportunity to just reflect in that way. For some of my clients that went on this journey with me, I remember one of my clients saying that it felt really weird for her. She felt that prior to saying this stuff out loud, she was very much taking for granted what she wanted and she was kind of just presuming it would happen but through the act of saying this out loud she realized that she needed to do a lot of work and start to focus because for as long as it's in her head she wasn't taking the action that she needed and she felt like just by wanting it in her head 
that she'd get the answers that she need but needed, but she realized by saying it out loud that she needed to take action. And it's so true, the answers to the questions that we might have about what we want come through us taking the action. That's why it's so important to say this stuff out loud. You, know, you get the answers very quickly through taking this kind of action and getting involved in your own life is this really beautiful feedback loop that we begin to engage with. That's why you know, I always like to say, get involved in your own life. You know, It's not something that we have to be on the sidelines for. This is about getting in and getting our hands dirty so we know that we're doing whatever is, is necessary for us to create the life that we most want and most desire. And through taking this action, we develop the skill of consistency. You know, okay, well, we take an action, it provides us with a result. We then know what we need to do next, which provides us with another result. And we keep going. And through that consistency, we develop that muscle of life creation in accordance to what we most desire and most want to create. For another client of mine, he found that when he completed playing this game, he actually needed to go for a step further back because he struggled. He didn't actually know what he wanted and therefore realizing, oh, actually I'm taking this uncertainty into my dating experiences. That's why it doesn't feel good to me right now. So that's why it's really important for you to engage and employ play during this, this process. Play with an idea of what you might want. This again, like I said, it's not about getting it perfect, it's not about sounding right or sounding definitive or anything like that. Just play because your internal response to your play will give you everything you need to help you decide what you do actually want and what you don't want. So that's part one of the game. Now there's a part two to it and you feel like, oh my God, there's more. Honestly, it makes sense and it will um, really, really help you on your fearless dating as you do this. So the second part to this is, and you can play around with the sentence stem ever so slightly on this, depending on what you're focusing on in this area of your life. But here we now start to focus on the area of dating and romance. So your sentence stem could be what I want from dating is or what I want in in my dating life is or what I want from romance is or what I want from my intimate relationship is. So decide on what that part of your sentence stem is going to be and then follow it up with because. So what I want from my intimate relationship is A because B. And again, just allow yourself, set that timer, whatever you need to do, to just riff and just play and start to kind of zoom in on this area of your life and start to get a bit of clarity and expression here. And much in the same way as we did with the first part, once you've played um, this game and you've reached your, your time, then again, spend some time reflecting on what that experience was like for you. What were the physical responses? What were the emotional responses? Um, and just give yourself the time to reflect on that. And the reason why this part of the game has 
because in its sentence is because the because is the why, right? So what I want in my intimate relationship is A because B, and the because the why is where that real juice and that real fire is. So you want to really engage with this part of the game as well. So when when I checked in with a few of my clients, how they experience this part of the game for one expressing her because expressing her why felt very very intimate and it really is you know once we strip away the sort of facade of or the almost kind of bravado of, of speaking what we want sometimes engaging with why can touch upon something very fragile and very precious within us you know, a dream that we've always held and we've never expressed to anyone why we want it, want it but with it, it's been there within us very deep and sometimes we haven't even expressed it to ourselves but giving ourselves the opportunity to say it out loud feels vulnerable and it, feel, it can feel scary and challenging at times because it is such an intimate process but give yourself the gift of being able to interact with your intimacy in that way. For another client, uh, the why magnified to her that she just still doesn't have what she wants. And as we looked into that a bit deeper, she realized that, you know, this was the reason why she wasn't sharing it. She was, she was too um, scared of what other people might think about what she wanted and why and so she chose to hide this from herself and as a result from her dates and therefore she moved further and further away from what she wanted but then also knowing what she wanted and her her dating process her dating experiences started to become foggy and disconnected and just not an enjoyable process for her and what she was negating herself in this time was the opportunity to develop a really important relational skill which is the the ability to express ourselves regardless of what the other person may think you know and what that then sets us up for in our future relationships is to be the shrinking violet to be the person that's in the sort of background or the periphery of our relationship where there's a dominant partner that's always expressing what they want but our needs our desires our aspirations and our feelings get sort of put on the back burner because we're just not used to expressing ourselves to hear hearing ourselves express but also letting other people hear us express as well and so this highlighted to us that for her this game was immensely important for her to practice until expressing herself regardless of what other people think became second nature to her and that didn't mean you know that we express ourselves regardless and we become disrespectful of other people's feelings and emotions absolutely not we respect and love each other we care for their feelings and we're responsible with their feelings but we express ourselves in a way that makes sure that we respect both them and ourselves so this was the practice that she needed to develop because through her not expressing herself 
um, she was then starting to either uh, meet very dominant people or attracting people that themselves were very closed off as well. Now, this is a great way to really identify who is closed off and who is overly dominant. You know, the, the overly dominant partners won't like it when you express yourselves and so this is a great way of spotting them and the closed off partners will potentially feel um, uncomfortable around your sharing so this is why it's so important for you to play full out with your date regardless right um, this is how you will find your people and finally for another of my clients he found that it was easy to say what he wanted right he could just make things up and just express them but for him knowing the why felt really important like I said it, it added some gravitas it added some power to the things that he said that he wanted and it gave him some clarity and some direction and for him, this, this game actually felt like an intense version of a date. You know, people asking each other what they want and really listening deeply. And so it was great practice for him as well. So then as you have played this game and you've allowed yourself to reflect on what the experience of asking both of those questions or rather completing both of those sentences felt like for you, you then want to give yourself the space to reflect on what you want and why by asking what would it mean to me to have this in my life? You know, once you've expressed out loud what you want and why you want it, what would it mean to you to have this in your life? For one of my clients, it felt like success to her. And so we started to look into, okay, well, how can we bring that feeling and that idea of success into her life now you know the feelings that she's hoping to experience in her relationships how can she experience them now what does she need to do what does she need to create what does she need to cultivate in her life at present to bring those uh, experiences into her present and then she used this like we we covered in um, the previous long form episode episode two what are my, what are your intentions you can then use what you find out from ans answering this question and revisit your intentions upgrade or recommit to to your intentions by bringing in these attributes um, and these qualities and this way of living life into your intentions from now and we need to have these attributes and these qualities in our life now so that our um, dream partner that we're most looking to create this relationship and this life with can see us. Because the chances are if, if it's something of value to them, then they're looking out for a partner that is already withholding those values, those characteristics and so on already. So the minute you strive to create and cultivate these feelings, these experiences in your life now, the easier it will be for you to spot your partner, but for your partner to spot you on this journey as well. So weave these experiences into your life from the moment you complete playing this game. 
if you find that actually I feel like my client she felt she felt that she would feel successful when this relationship comes into her life and so we looked at where she already felt successful in her life and you know her career there was different areas that she was already feeling successful so we tried to look at okay well what makes you successful in those areas and again how what can we learn from those parts of your life and begin to you know extend that feeling of success from where it already exists into this area of your life as well so what do you need to do or in order to nurture that practice and allow it to come into your dating life, your dating experiences as well. And so that, my lovely, is what do you want and why? Such a simple game to play with yourself, but honestly has huge, huge, huge impact on what you're able to bring to your very own fearless dating journey and how you begin to feel about it and how you begin to connect with people as a result of allowing yourself the space to inspire and be inspired. So play this game, play it frequently. Don't do it once and then put it away and hope for that one time to provide you with all the answers that you need. No, make this a regular practice that you do, be it weekly, fortnightly, monthly, uh, whatever it feels like the right interval for you at this stage, do that, play with that, and you will be astounded at the results you can create as a result of this game. And I would love, love, love to hear how you get on with that. So drop me a note, drop me a message. Uh, If you're listening to this on Anchor, you can leave me a voice message and let me know how you got on with this. Or I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. All of the links to get in contact with me are in the show notes. So I'd love to hear how you get on with this practice. And remember, with each of these long-form episodes, there is a a worksheet for you to be able to really sit down and be able to reflect on what we've covered here today and have the exact questions you need to be able to play this game. So again, head to the show notes for today's episode and you will find the link for you to be able to directly access the worksheet for today's episode. So um, I really look forward to hearing how you get on with that as well. And so we come to another hashtag ask RT question. Um, so this is my opportunity for me to answer any of your questions or any of your dilemmas, frustrations, conundrums, whatever they are that you have about dating. This is our opportunity for us to hit some of those on, on the head and really give you that clarity and that action that you most need to become your very own fearless dater as well. So today we have a a uh, question from the lovely Priscilla and um, well the, her question which I can really uh, relate to because I think so many I've heard this from so many people um, and she said I hardly get approached by guys and despite being on Happen which is a dating app no one messages me either it is a massive knock in my confidence how can I change this I constantly feel that I am not good enough. So Priscilla, I'm so sorry to hear that you feel like this, but honestly, there is stuff 
that you can do to really turn things around. Now, of course, it would be really great to have some more specific details about what your experience is so we could ad address the nitty gritty. But you've mentioned here that, you know, despite being on, on a dating app, no one's messaging you. So this could be a case of your dating profile not being good enough. And you're not alone in that. You know, I get to see countless dating profiles through the coaching work that I do and honestly some of them are just really underselling these wonderful people and it could be the case that yours is doing the same for you as well so there's lots on this and I promise you there will be an episode coming up on online profiles alone and how to sort of hack the online dating process um, but here's some quick things that you can start with so look at your pictures remember we're all very visual people and the way that most dating apps and dating sites are set up is that you hit on the pictures first and that's just our natural place to go so what's going on with your pictures do you have just one picture there do you have multiple how clear are they are you smiling in these pictures you know do you warmth is such a a beautiful attribute that so many of us look for in other people. So in your pictures, are you exuding that quality and that attribute of warmth? Are you smiling? A great thing um, when you smile is to look directly into the lens of the camera because, again, I've, I've found this with um, the videos that I film, the pictures that I take that it really feels like you're looking into that person's eye. Um, the eye level is in exactly the right place. So that coupled with a winning smile and you are already ahead at the races. So take a look at your pictures. Are they bright enough? Can people see you clearly? Are they kind of just cut off around the head or are there opportunities for people to see you as a whole body, right? Sometimes we just have pictures of just our heads alone and people don't obviously we all have certain preferences in terms of body types and heights and all of that so we need to make sure we're catering for that in our pictures as well so there's some close-ups in there there's some mid shots there's some shots where they can see the the whole length of you and the environment that you're in is really important as well so often I see people taking selfies in bathroom mirrors or cutting themselves out of a group picture and kind of squashed and pushed into the side and it's it's really not doing you any good service whatsoever so take out a trusted friend get them to take some really beautiful shots of you in places that you love to hang out that you love to spend time so that these points of interest then give the people that are hitting on your profile the opportunity to spark up conversation beyond the kind of obvious of, hey, how are you doing? They can, based on your picture, look at something that you may be interested in. Maybe you are an avid skier, so you're a, you've got a picture of you skiing at a ski resort and therefore they've got something that they can 
relate to you and ask you about. And then take a look at the content of your profile, the, um, the written part of it. So what are you saying there? Are you just, and this happens often, are you just listing out a whole heap of demands of I want this and I want it like that and da 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 and not showing the person on the other side of the profile what you're willing to bring to the table, who you are, what you're about, what you're going to do to um, really nurture and create this beautiful relationship or date experience with this person if they choose to go on a date with you, if they choose to be in a relationship with you. So often our online profiles can turn into a list of demands which are just not going to get us anywhere and to be honest, are just very unattractive. Um, and sometimes in our profiles, we can say a lot without actually saying anything at all. So in your profile, are you using a lot of fluff? Are you saying things like, I'm adventurous and loving and playful without actually giving real life examples, solid examples of how you are actually those things? You know, uh, give them an example of how you're adventurous. So, for example, going back to the the skiing thing, if skiing is your idea of, of adventure and something you really love, talk about that, talk about that experience. So say more through giving examples as opposed to just using fluffy words like adventure and play and honest and authentic. So these are just a few tips that can begin to uh, really impact the results that you're getting online. Now, like I said, this is just sort of the beginning of things that you can do. And what I found through coaching people in this arena is once you get this kind of clarity and this warmth into your um, online dating profiles, it can begin to spill over into the way that you carry yourself if you're going to dating events, if you're out and about in the world meeting people and connecting with guys, because again, you embody the attributes that you've described in your profile. If you're adventurous, you're spending time in play, in adventurous places, doing adventurous things. If you're, um, you've described yourself as being playful, then you will begin to seek out experiences where you are bringing more play into your life. You'll begin to have more honest conversations if that's an attribute that you feel that you hold and you've um, written about in your profile. So it would be really cool to see how this impacts getting that clarity, getting your profile up to scratch, then impacts your ability to connect with guys out in at dating events, out in your day-to-day -day life. So I'd love to hear from you um, and how you get on with that, Priscilla. And thank you so much, as always, for share, sharing your question with the audience, because I know when you ask a question, it's not always an easy thing to do, but honestly, your asking allows so many other people to get help with something that they may be struggling with as well. So for you listening, if what Priscilla shared resonated with you and you feel like, actually, I have a burning question about dating that I'd really love to ask, then do not hesitate to use the links in the show notes and send me your hashtag AskRT question and I'll make sure it's featured on an upcoming episode. 
And so, my lovely, that brings us to the end of the third episode of Fearless Dating, the first episode of 2020 of this new decade. Again, a very happy new year to you. I cannot wait to hear and see what you're going to be up to with your fearless dating journey so remember to tag me and share with me what you're getting up to what you're creating and i cannot wait to go on this journey with you 